ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Reveal and Heal podcast. You know, guys, it's been a moment, and this is the first one of the year. And you know, I could not, I could not move without permission from God. So this is the first episode of the year 2022, and it's going to be an amazing, amazing topic that we're going to talk about losing and winning. You have to lose to win. And we have an amazing guest today that's going to talk about that. But see, that topic alone, I know that there are people listening that can relate to that. If you are alive and the blood is running warm in your veins, you can relate to losing and winning. And it's, it's a must. You, it's a must. You have to lose to win. You appreciate the winning when you lose. So I need for you to go ahead and tag your friends. Go ahead and call up your neighbors and your family and let them know that Reveal and Heal podcast is now on Relationship Lounge YouTube channel. We are live and we are sharing today. We want you to share. We want you to come in and we want you to like. Dr. Crystal Pugh is in the building. She's going to be sharing with you the blessings and the wins and the losses so that you may be encouraged, so that you may be inspired. So go ahead and call up people that you know that need to hear a motivation word. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Motivation Monday, and we've got a word for you. Pastor Pew, Dr. Pew, let me get it right. And you know something I didn't mention to you um, before we got started, that I actually seen your graduation on Facebook Live. Oh, okay. Yes, it was so grand. And I think I want you to talk about that a little bit. But first, I just want to go ahead and get it started and welcome you and welcome you to the thousands, the thousands of followers that are listening and looking at your beautiful face. Hello. And how are you this evening? Hi, everyone. I am doing well. Thank you so much for this awesome opportunity. I, I am just so elated and as I said before, I honor you, woman of God, for hearing the voice of the Lord for such a time as this. Now, that's what I like, hearing the voice of the Lord, because that's exactly what happened. I heard mm -hmm. him. And your story is just so breathtaking. It's going to be words of encouragement to free people, you know, to break the chains off of them. Because there are many listeners, uh, men and women, that suffer in silence. Mm -hmm. And this platform here is Reveal and Heal. You yes. can heal if you won't reveal. So I'm moving forward, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm starting uh, with you this morning, uh, Dr. Pugh. You stated that you are a first-generational pastor and ordained to preach from your mother's womb. I want you to talk, share with the audience what exactly is it that took place and how do you know that? Glory to God. Amen. Um, one thing that we have to understand is that we um, belong to a covenant making God, a covenant keeping God. God makes covenant. And we also have to understand that even before he put our moms and dads together, that we told God, yes, we gave God a yes. And that's after we gave him our yes, he put our moms and dad together. How do I know this? Because he said the same thing to Jeremiah. He said, Jeremiah, I knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. So if he told Jeremiah that the same exists with us. And so to even um, 
to even have God to minister that to me when I was seeking him for, for a lot of answers. Um, my mom, I'm number 10. I'm, I'm baby number 10. I'm the baby. I'm number 10. And my mom, you know, as I got older, my mom began to tell me, she said, Crystal, when I, when I had gotten pregnant with you, she said, two doctors wanted me to abort you. So right out of the gate, there were hits on my life. And as men and women of God, this is how you know that you were called and you were chosen. And I always tell people, whenever there's a difficult pregnancy, you already know that you were ordained a prophet because the enemy does not want the prophet to come through the birth canal. And so here it is in my life, two hits. Then when my mom was about seven months pregnant, and this is my mom telling me about my life. Um, when she was seven months pregnant, she said a demon literally came to her and told her, when you get ready to give birth to this baby, this baby is going to die and you're going to die. And my mom said she remembered getting upset. Now, my mom is missionary mother of Zion. She's she she'll be 88 this year. She said, initially, I got afraid. She said, but then I remembered the word of the Lord when the Lord told me when they wanted me to abort you that you are going to have this baby. And she said she began to rebuke the devil. She began to gain her strength. And literally, when it was time for her to have me, I began, she said, I began to come out of the birth canal. And all of a sudden she said, I went up and even went up into her rib area where she could barely breathe. So you can't tell me that our God, he is gravity. So he can defy what he wants to defy. And he defied gravity with this baby. For whatever the enemy, whatever trap the enemy had set for me coming out of the womb, the Lord blocked it. And that's how many Many of us that struggle with our calling, many of us that, that have struggled with knowing who we are and knowing our purpose and why was I born or why is this calling on my life or why when I go to someone in leadership and I tell them I believe I was called to this and they shut me down over here. This is how you know because it was ordained before the foundations of the world and you have to go back to the creator. You have to go back to God and say, Lord, what is my purpose? Why was I put here on this earth? And that is what I had to do. And that's when the Lord began to say, I made covenant with you before I put your mother and father together. And he also said, it does not matter who your mother and father is or what they have become. He said, I said in my word, and I mean it for each and every one of you, the fruit of the womb is blessed. See. That's been my life. That's been the whole ordeal. Um, even as a little girl seeing demons and, and so forth and so forth. And, and now I'm the first generation pastor and was chosen to break curses, but we'll get farther into that. <laughs> Glory and you, to God. You're the 10th child. I'm number 10. And you're the first, the 10th and the first. Yes. Yes. When did you get ordained? Um, 2015. So what, it, what was it like for you? Because I know I can hear the questions in people's minds wondering what your life was before you got ordained. You had to go through some turbulence, honey, because Ooh. you defeated death. Yes. Yes. I, I, I've gone through, through so much. You're looking at a 14-year-old a mother. <laughs> um, I had my first child at 14. But hear me when I said that the enemy was after me. From the time I was conceived, there were hits on my life. Yeah. 
But the and I saw the demons at age three. I saw them. They would they would come to me. My mother used to think that I was having um, that I would watch a movie and was just having nightmares. And I used to say no. I used to try to describe them to my mother, but they were there waiting. Hear me. They could not enter to the, to, to 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 make their plan until age fourteen when I opened my legs, and that was a gate for the enemy to enter in. And that was, the place, that was the place of my trauma. That was the birth of my trauma. Because literally, it wasn't the people, it wasn't the women in the streets that okay. were dogging me out and talking about me. It was the women in church that had titles like missionary, sister this, that wore the long skirts, doilies on their heads, that forgot that they had babies at 12. But see, I didn't know that at age 14. So it's like all the targets came at me because of the entrance of the gate through sex. And so I remember wanting to kill myself. And, and I have a brother that was a, um, a kingpin drug dealer. And I remember seeing him hide his 357. I'm 14 now. I remember seeing him hide that 357 Magnum up in the top of the closet. And because so much was coming at me and because I was vulnerable and probably at 14, I probably couldn't even spell the word vulnerable. But that vulnerability at 14, not knowing what to do because of the barrage of, of, of bullets that were literally coming at me, I put the gun to my head and immediately it's like God showed me a vision of my mom and dad over a casket crying. And I came to myself and I put the gun away. And so I remember saying in my head, because I'm talking about my friends, parents, it was like I was on a ship by myself. And I remember saying to myself at age 14, I'm going to show them. I guarantee you this. And it's like I, I, I spoke an unrealistic word in my out of this 14-year-old mouth that followed me for 35 years. 35 years. And the Lord just dealt with me in 2000, I mean, two, that last year in November, the Lord took me back to my hometown. I thought I was going to, to preach, but he took me back to bring deliverance to me. And he took me back to that age because all of my life, when I looked at my relationships, woman of God, and I'm here to say this to every beautiful, awesome, anointed, pretty bad to the bone woman that is watching that have ever gone through anything. God took me back to my place of trauma and he let me hear exactly what I said at age 14 that was unrealistic, that was due to being vulnerable, due to being from the hurt that was coming at me at age 14. I don't know anything at 14. and. When he took me back, he began to deal with me and deliverance came. So for 35 years, hear me, woman of God, for 35 years, any relationship that I got into, it had to fit what I was doing. But remember, I said that at age 14, not knowing that that was totally unrealistic. So when I played basketball, he had to play basketball. If I was in ministry, he had to be in ministry. If I was um, in fashion, he had to be in fashion. Now, where do we do that? So you know that that was the 14-year-old girl that was talking that led my life. And that 14-year-old girl literally um, caused the relationships and marriages not to work in my life. So that day I detached myself, released myself, divorced myself from that 14 year old crystal that spoke those words. And since then, God is truly, I'm, I'm talking about set free. He has set me free. So I'm not that old 14 year old crystal any longer. You're not that 14 year old traumatized little girl. Mm -mm. No. You know, you spoke, you just spoke life. Oh my God, I felt every bit of that. Mm. I'm so glad that you went in that direction 
because there are so many prophets that have been called to the nations that dealt with the fight where, uh, where the demons are concerned as small children. And it's just like going through, uh, you know, molestation or being touched and not understanding certain emotions that you're being mm -hmm. introduced to. It, that's, that's the way, it, you can't explain exactly. that you're seeing something and they're thinking that you done looked at a movie, mm -hmm. you know, you done felt something, a coldness, you know it don't feel right, you know, because something has entered in the room and mm -hmm. that God in you that you can't explain, mm -hmm. it's, it's, you're on high alert that mm -hmm. something is not right, but mm -hmm. you don't know how to put it into words to explain to your parents because right. they're not thinking you to be extremely intelligent that way. You see, God, right. you was birthed with him in you. Mm. You see, and let me tell you about life mm. and death in the tongue. Come As on. As a prophet of the Lord, you spoke yes. at 14 years old, unbeknownst to you knowing that you were that chick. You had to go right back to that, that, that place. And mm -hmm. people of God, men and women, no matter your status, please hear what, what, what the woman of God has stated. In order to get free, you got to go back. Mm. Gotta you got to go back. You cannot run from your past. Mm -mm. You cannot act like it didn't happen. You got to go back. Got to go back. And to face your past can be traumatizing, but you are set free, though. When you face that thing that, that bound you, you get free. That's why Reveal and Heal podcast yes. is what it is. You cannot heal if yes. you won't reveal. Come on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh my God. Since you Absolutely. made it, I know you could just preach a whole hour or two just <laughs> on that, but I've got so much good stuff. Oh, yes. I've got so much good stuff for you to, to share with us. Mm. Okay. So now we know that throughout that period, because you had been called in your, before you were even birthed in your mother's womb, he placed you sanctified in your mom's womb with a mission and a mm -hmm. purpose on this earth. So a, a lot of things happen. This, this topic is really something that sometimes you got to mm -hmm. lose the wind and you are just, you just landed out there. Let's talk about you were diagnosed with cancer twice. Let's talk about it. Awesome. Um, I'm going to just start. I was married. I was married to an apostle during that time. I won't say any names, but yes, I was diagnosed 2014. I remember coming into the year 2014. Everybody was like the year of the double, double this, double that. Stand up, turn around five times. God is going to do this. Everything was double. But I came into 2014 and I was diagnosed on my birthday, January 28th. 2014 is when I got the word that I had breast cancer. And it was the same day that the ice storm hit Atlanta, Georgia. And so we were iced over for two weeks. So for two weeks, I was iced in. For two weeks, the enemy was trying to torment me because every time um, a commercial would come on, it was something dealing with the cancer services of America. It got to the point where it literally started messing with my mind. But I remember one day I girded up the loins of my strength. And I told God, I say, Lord, I know you're a miracle working God because I've seen you work miracles. And if you choose to take this breast cancer out of me, I know you can do it because you're God. But if you choose not to give me the strength to take every hit, every pain that comes along with it, 
And the Lord began to deal with me. And, and, and people of God, I didn't even stop there. I began to give God my request. And I say, Lord, if I have to go through this, my two daughters will not have to endure or have breast cancer or have to go through what I went through. And I also told the Lord, I said, and I don't want um, chemo nor radiation to touch my body. And so that's when I began to strengthen myself in the Lord. The Lord began to visit me. So when it was time for me to, to actually see the doctor after those two weeks and everything, they began to prep me. And here it is again, another conversation with my mom. I went back to my mom in maybe 2001. She ended up with breast cancer and they removed half of her right breast. And so we went back in history. We and my mom said, you know, there were there were several others. You have a great, great, um, great grandmother who they told her the, her breast literally rotted off. But they didn't know back in the day that it was breast cancer. They didn't have the, the medical tools and the medical science and, and intelligence they, that, that they have today. And so when I went to take the BRCA test, this test did not, it was not hereditary. It was not in our bloodline. That meant it was a curse. And I'm here to tell some of you watching today, you were created to be a curse breaker, to break curses that have come down the line of things that was not your fault, but you received by default. And I told God the buck stops with me. And when I began to tell God the buck stopped with me, I, I went through everything. I had a double mastectomy. I went through the pain. I'm telling daily. It was like an elephant was sitting on my chest. It was painful. I did the whole bre breast reconstruction. Now, remember, I'm married. So right when I was going through breast reconstruction, the apostle who was my husband at the time began to verbally abuse me as if I wasn't already kicked down. He began to try to press me down even more. And it was like I was living in a home of hell while going through the whole um, breast reconstruction process that it had even gotten to the point where I say, God, if I have to go through this for the rest of my life, I don't think I'm going to be able to make it. I say, but God, if this man does not change, just remove him. And when I went in to have my final Final surgery to have the implants put in. He he went to the house. He didn't even show up at the hospital. He went to the house, packed his clothes, and moved out. So when I came home, people of God, hear me. When I got to the house after that, it was it was an outpatient surgery. I saw that he had moved, and I didn't say a word. We didn't even speak about it at all. But God let me know that He did the moving. But God also said this to me. He said, Crystal, you shall keep moving forward. And out of that situation, God birthed the book, What is Your Purpose? And so from then on, I continued to move on because I was determined in my heart after facing death so many times that I believe I'll run on to see what the end is going to be like the old folks used to sing in the church. And so here it is, two years later, breast cancer shows up again. And that's when I begin to say, God, why? Why me? I said, why do I have to go through this again? And the Lord <laughs> told me to go to the book of Job. Hear me. With my old educated self, the Lord said, read the book of Job. But out of my lips said, Lord, I've read the book of Job. I know about the story of Job. I know about Satan coming in and, and you asking Satan, where have you come from? And all of that, the Lord said, read. And I believe that if I had shut my mouth and done what the Lord told me to do, I wouldn't have had to read as many scriptures because he was leading me there. So when I got to the, around the 12th chapter, somewhere around the ninth verse, Job said, how do you know it was not the hand of the Lord that had done this? And all I remember doing was fall 
falling on my face and worshiping because I remember Job that when all those things happened to him, Job didn't throw in the towel. The Bible says Job fell down and he worshiped. And as I worshiped the Lord, I pointed to that tumor, that, that, that new tumor that grew there. And I said, you might as well worship the Lord too, because you're going to worship right up out of my body. Oh my God. Woo. I was not playing with it. And guess what? I still didn't have to have chemo nor radiation. And the Lord began to minister to me and said, now you're walking in a, a double portion of healing. That when you lay hands on the sick, they'll recover. He said, yes, you operated in it before. He said, but this time, this time it's going to be in the double. He says, the things, the, the pain that you've endured in your body, you'll be able to feel the pain of others and you'll be able to lay hands on them, whether they were hurt by a, a relationship, whether they were abandoned, let down, dropped, disappointed, whatever the case may be, God said, when you lay hands on them, he said, you're going to feel it. And he said, that's when I'm going to go in and I'm going to heal them, even in the deep chambers that no one knows about. God even said, I'm going to go and I'm going to gut it out. So that it, so that no roots will be able to be left in the sand to try to grow again. My God, my God. So it, it was necessary. It was necessary that I was afflicted. I know it might sound crazy, but it was necessary that my body was afflicted, not for me, but to heal others. Paul even said it was good that I was afflicted. Mm, my God, my God. My God, Lord, from a two, two, two time breast cancer, and only God, only God, they're breaking a curse. I had to destroy a curse. You're bringing clarity, sis. You're bringing clarity to the things that the enemy tried. He tried. But when there is purpose on your life, mm. it's got to go. Yes. And God yes. is glorified. Mm. God is glorified from what the enemy tried. He does not succeed. It puts me in mind of the verse of scripture, no weapon formed against you mm. shall prosper. So see, that's to say that he gonna try. He's gonna the weapon's try. gonna form. But mm -hmm. they will not prosper. Mm, mm -mm. At all. At all. You have to get to a place where you fight for your prophetic word, where you fight to even get the strength to fight against the enemy. You have to get to the point. I had to get to that point where I say, Satan, you tried me at age 14, but I overcame. You, you, you came through the fact that I opened my legs to a 21-year-old that told me he was 16 that I was tricked and you came in to destroy my life. But because of what I've gone through and because of what the Lord has brought me to, it is my duty to wreak havoc on Satan's kingdom. You know something? I'm talking about with a vengeance. He should have killed you. He should have killed you, sis. I'm talking yeah. about you come back with a vengeance. I want everybody that's listening to look at the timeline. Look at the timeline of, with this sister. When she was born, the enemy had already declared he was going to kill her and her mother. 14 years later, she was lied to by the enemy. He wanted to take her out through that birth. He wanted to take her mind through that situation, age 14. 
Then, on her birthday, now, you said it was a, what was that? It was another 14. 2014. You better know it. 2014. Are y'all listening? Are y'all paying attention? 2014. Check out this timeline, y'all. Check out this timeline. And he lost again. He lost again. Sis, I want everybody to just pay attention. You mm -hmm. never lost faith. Your faith got stronger and stronger. Yes. And I want everybody to pay attention too. also that during this timeline, this was after you had declared a thing at age 14. Mm -hmm. So these different things that are taking place, even though she spoke some things, God still kept her because purpose yes. was on her life. Mm -hmm. I want y'all to hear this. Purpose was on her life and God knew she was going to go back to where it started mm -hmm. when he got through because the timeline is showing that God never failed you. He was right. and he yes. still is. So, you yes. know, we going to, there's so much to cover. There's so much to cover. Now, mm -hmm. let's talk about, let's talk about um, you being an educator for 20 plus years. And I mean, sis, we're talking about songwriter, author, and so much more, so much more. So now this is all doing this timeline, y'all. Y'all see how God kept her. I want y'all to see how God kept her. Even though she was going through things, she never gave up. She knew purpose was on her life. So I want y'all to pay attention to how she lost and she won. See, the, the losing wasn't, the losing wasn't too long. She picked, she got up quickly. Pay attention. Go ahead, sis. <laughs> yes. An educator for um, 22 and a half years. And the Lord began to say, I want you to leave your job. Hear me. Here I am preaching faith and having faith for everyone else. But my faith was not at the level to leave my job because Crystal was used to making what she was used to making. And so I could not see it. And hear me, when God speaks or when God calls us to do something, we're either going to have to do it voluntarily or involuntarily. And so it got to the point where I was so afraid and my faith was not there to leave teaching after all of those years, because that's all I knew that the Lord ended up taking the passion of teaching out of me. And I love kids. I love that. They are my babies. I love them. But when the Lord say it's time to go, because the Lord says there's something greater. So the Lord had to teach me. You cannot stay in the familiar and say you're with me because our God is an unfamiliar God and an exceeding God that it doesn't matter how high we go. Guess what? We still have to look up to him. He will never let us get that familiar with him. And this is why he presses us to make moves, sometimes geographical moves and, and so forth and transitions. And so he took the passion from me and woman of God, I found myself not even wanting to go to work. I found myself every little thing my third graders were doing. It was working my last nerve. I used to sit at my desk and cry because I yelled that little Johnny. I yelled that little CC and I'm like, that's not me, Lord. What's wrong with me? You know, I begin to say that. And the Lord said, I called you higher. And so as he began to speak to me, I still didn't leave. And then all of a sudden, I began to get unusual pains in my wrist and in my body. Disobedience will cause illnesses and sicknesses to come upon us. 
Y'all better wake up. God have a way of making a shift and move. And if we don't, disobedience will cause these infirmities to hit your body. And you can go to the doctor 20 times and they'll say, nothing's wrong. I don't see it. And that's when you got to stop and say, okay, Lord, I hear you. Because right when I answered the call, when I put in my two weeks notice, ask me if I ever had another pain in my wrist. Not at all. And so I left and not even knowing when I left, was it a little fearful? It was because I was in an unfamiliar place. But God blessed me to have my own business. I own a tax office. I own a tax enterprise. I own an office and an enterprise with three offices up under me. All this God was setting up for me while I was sitting there waiting for my regular paycheck to come every month. God set me up to make more, way more money. Than, than what I was making. And then he, he, he allowed me to have a boutique. He, now I'm a life coach, a mentor. I'm mentoring pastors. I, 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 I'm birthing nations and every, every prophetic word that came to me, it is in operation now. So now I understand why the devil didn't want this voice to get out. And this is why even when I minister to people and I'm speaking to some of you right now, women of God, men of God, stop toiling with these local people in this local drama when God have called you to the nations. You don't have time to deal with the local. God is trying to build you and get you here and we're contending with who don't want me this, whose opinion, I don't look like a pastor. You look more like an usher or God didn't call you to be a prophet and, and all of these hangups. That's keeping the people of God right here when God said it's time to go to the ascended realm. I've called you higher. So now from, from here on out, you will not allow the spirit of other people's issues, nor the spirit of other people's opinions to control your life. God is the one that is in control. And I had to fight through many things, many obstacles. The very people that prophesied the word to me came against me. The very people that, that God put me in places. And when I say in places, God put me in the fire. And when God puts you in the fire, stay there until he leaves, until he removes you. Because that's when you're being refined. That's when your back is being made strong. That no matter what they say about you, it'll roll off your back like water on a duck's feathers. This is your season. This is your time. Hear me. This is a season to lift up your head and do what God has called you to do. This is your season of new. God is now shifting the trajectory of your thought process. That is not about what man say, but it's all about what God says. And this is your season. Now in 2022, I know I'm going a little bit ahead, but 2022, this is your re-year that everything you lost is going to be regained. As a matter of fact, for some of you that are watching, this is your year of restitution with recompense, meaning God said, I'm going to give you double and I'm going to bless you because you even went through some shame. My God, let me slow down. My God from Zion, this is our year, woman of God. This is our year. Jesus. My God. <laughs> y'all, listen. I want you to breathe right now. Some of y'all took off running and I know it. <laughs> hey, y'all, some y'all just got a word. Y'all got a word. Y'all listen. Um, this is a long overdue word for some of y'all. This is a sealer moment. I'm telling you. And I, this is, I'm not normally speechless, but oh boy. Hmm. 
I want Dr. Crystal to talk about recently she graduated, y'all. <laughs> the, the, the winning just keeps going. She just keeps winning. She just keeps winning. But y'all done heard about the losses. You see how the winning uh, uh, outweigh the losses? Yes. It's like they say the bad, uh, the, the good always outweigh the, the, the bad. Talk to us and tell us you were an, uh, uh, a teacher and with all these other giftings, I've I read your bio, You all this other stuff that you have going on, what is it that uh, compelled you to go back to school and what is your, your, your doctorate? My um, doctor degree, I have a doctor of divinity. And so because I have a secular degree in education, elementary and middle school education, and since I was in ministry, I just decided to just, you know what, the Lord dropped it in me, just go on and, and, and get my, my doctorate degree in ministry. And so that is one of the, the goals or one of the dreams that God placed in me to do. And I did it and I encourage others, you know, but one thing I always remember out of all of these degrees, even Paul say, he said, the letter killeth, but the spirit brings life. And so with my degree, it's just to, to, to really get indoors. It's just to have that, that extra endorsement, but I don't look for the degree to get me anywhere because it's God, the one that opens the doors. So you just felt a need to add it to uh, what you have already so that you can reach a broader audience. You can, yes. it's like, for instance, you know, being in taxes, it's like the right. more you know your audience, you, you can reach a broader uh, people, the more that you know. People will be reached, but there are certain doors that God will call you to. Absolutely. Without Absolutely. shame. Because Absolutely. you have studied to show yourself approved. That's a right. woman that needed not to be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. Yes. Let's talk to some people that need, need you to give them direction because that's a 14-year-old that is, you know, feeling real low and don't have the support, don't, don't have the church background, don't know prayer. You know, the, the, the child's 14 and, and uh, up against a lot of things because her home is not stable. You know, there's a lot of excuses that young people make when they do certain things. But I believe that God in his amazing grace, this moment here is for such a time as this because they need to understand that they're not alone. Can you speak to that 14 year old? Yes. One thing about the millennials that I have found out, and I was that same girl in my generation, I wanted the truth. And one thing that I can say about the millennials, they are looking for the truth yes, because we grew up in homes that were not perfect. We grew up in homes where, where mom and dad was in church on Sunday, but coming home drinking and partying all week, confusion. And no, that was not the case in my home, but the case with me, my mom would not speak to me. She would not tell me about sex. It was things that, that they hid from us. 
So the church and some of our parents didn't do us justice. And so now you have these millennials that seeing everything because they can Google it, but they want the truth. They are literally almost demanding us to give them the truth. And so when I speak to a 14-year-old girl, if I'm, a, if I'm in a room and the Lord um, give me discernment, I tell the 14-year-olds, the 15, whomever, I tell them the truth. And I myself had to tell my daughters the truth at a very young age because they were asking questions because each generation gets wiser and wiser. And if the church don't tell them the truth, if the parents don't tell them the truth, then their wise turn evil. And the Bible speaks of that. And so we have to be honest. I had to tell my girls and I would tell another 14 year old what it's going to feel like, smell like, look like, and anything else. I have to be honest when it comes down to even them knowing who they are. If, our, if they don't find out who they are by the church or in home or really in the home it starts, or, and then if they're in the church, if we don't speak it to them, then the streets will. Or the enemy will send some joker along, just like he did with me, to lie to me, to enter into a gate, either the ear gate, my gate was through sex, and this is what gets them caught up, and this is what will get them, um, they get pregnant, or, or they start, you know, experiencing drugs, because the truth have not been laid out before them, so if we're in the word of God, and we say that the word of God, when it says um, the, the truth will make you free, why can't we make, why can't we help them to get free, why, why do we get silent when it's time to help others get free? But when they but when they fail or when they mess up, now we want to beat them down and judge them. But we forgot we didn't do our part by telling them the truth. I have my youngest daughter. I mean, she came in the world just like me. My mom would tell you, just like me. She was reading early, and I took her to one of her gynecologists. Um, and this is this is this is so that parents can see that child that's real smart, that child that's asking questions, that child that's standing back, being very analytical, that child that's doing their homework, listening to your conversation on the phone, and doing something else at the same, doing three things at one time, and can go back and tell you your whole conversation. That was my youngest daughter. And I remember I took her to one of her appointments. She was little, like three. She started reading around three. And she was pronouncing the word. Uh, we're all adults on here. She was trying to sound out the word vagina in the magazine. And so she was like, mom, what's a vulva? And I mean, my eyes got so big because there was like a level of embarrassment. But I this is a child that was reading early. So what I did, I couldn't tell her right then. I just took her magazine and put her book in her hand. But these kids are looking for the truth. And there were times that I told my daughter something different and she stood there and she looked at me. I'm talking about three, four, five. She said, mom, that's not right. <laughs> she just had that. That's something not right. And that's because I was doing her an injustice by not being truthful with her. I didn't say I had to tell her about the dirt, the damage and all of that, but we have to be truthful. So to that 14-year-old girl that's struggling, to that 14-year-old girl that's confused, to that 14-year-old girl that might have been touched, for that 14-year-old girl that might have been raped, that 14-year-old girl that people are calling names, that saying you're not good enough, you're not pretty enough, you're not smart enough, you're too black, you're too light, you're too skinny. I'm here to tell you that there is greater on your life. God has so much in store on your life and in your life that when you when you listen to the truth and when you even go to God for the truth you're going to see that your life is not going to be the life that you thought it would be your life is not going to be the life 
that that your society or your neighborhood says it to be. You're looking at someone that defied where she came from, hearing gunshots every night. You're looking at someone that was lied to. You're looking at someone that had a baby at an early age. You're looking at someone that got involved in things that, that was not pretty. And God made me an overcomer and you too are an overcomer. All you have to do is hold fast to the word of the Lord. Pray to God. He'll guide you if no one else is there to guide you. And that's what I would say to that 14 year old, even to that 14 year old me, if I can go back and talk to her. Right, right. How can they reach you, sweetie? I want you to tell them how they can reach you. You said you're a life coach. That is great. So it's <laughs> like, tell them about your, your books. You are, how many books do you have? I have one book now. I'm writing three right now, but I have one book um, that is published and ready to go. It's What Is Your Purpose? Tell us and, a little bit about that. Okay, What Is Your Purpose? When I went through what I went through, the whole divorce with him leaving and God told me, um, um, that I shall keep moving forward. The Lord birthed this book. What is your purpose? Because at the time I didn't know my full purpose and the Lord began to deal with me with my identity. And I talk about identity crisis in this book. And the Lord began to say to me, when purpose is not known, meaning when I don't know my purpose, abuse is inescapable and it's unavoidable. That means when we don't know who we are and we don't know our purpose, um, abuse is prevalent. We'll allow other people to look to abuse us with their opinions. We'll allow other people to abuse us with the projections that they put on us. They'll put insecurity projections, all of these things. And then it's unavoidable. We can't even avoid it to the fact that we in turn began to abuse ourselves. And so the Lord birthed this book when he was dealing with me with um, some identities that I was going through. And so out of pain, birth this book <laughs> out of going through that divorce and leaving, coming out of breast cancer. I wrote this book in 2016. Um, you can definitely, you can, you can reach out to me at crystalpewministries.com. You can send me an email. I am not one that, that shuns people. I literally talk to people one-on-one. -on -one. I don't have a secretary in between, you know, I'm scanning my calls or anything I take because I know what God has called me to. And so I'm also on Facebook at Crystal Pew Ministries. If you go on Facebook, Crystal Pew Ministries, hit the like button. I have a meaningful Monday where I'm on every single Monday and it's meaningful Monday, uncut prayer and prophetic release. I'm on there every single Monday. Um, my private, my personal Facebook page is Dr. Crystal Pugh. Um, you'll see plenty of things, many things that I am doing there. I'm on Instagram as Crystal S. Pugh. You can always reach me. You can always inbox me. I am always, I make myself available. I make myself available to, to you know, whomever's real about God, who's giving God a real yes. And who's at the place of giving God a real yes. And I can help you get through it. Because when we give God a real yes, woman of God, it costs us everything. But I am one that have gone through it. And if it costs you, I'm there to coach you and push you into your purpose. And, uh, and help you birth out everything that God has for you to birth in this, app, in, in this earth. Oh my God, this is so amazing. This is the breakthrough for the year. You're the first one, and this is, oh, thank you, God. Thank you. Thank Lord. you, God. What, what time on Monday is your Monday minute? 11 a.m. Eastern Standard, and you can always go back 
and watch the replay. Um, Is that on Facebook Live? Facebook Live, yes, at Chris, uh, on Crystal Pew Ministries page, Facebook Live, yes. Sis, when I tell you, you're one of those that, you know, you just can't get enough of. <laughs> oh, my oh, goodness. <laughs> and one other thing, I'm a mentor. So I mentor pastors. I mentor women that are older than me. Um, it's KMU, Kingdom Mandate University. Um, the Lord made me a mentor as well. And I'm talking about Pat. I mentor pastors who, who was hurt, pastor, pastors that lost their ministries. And Lord is using me to restore them. I'm restoring my, my passion and what God has put on me is to restore those that have been wounded and to get them back in position, to get them back in place. Since that is so great that Amen. you are doing that, it's a lot, that's ne that's needed. Yes. That That is so needed, you know, because it's a great fall. Yes. So you know, in the ministry right now, and it's because no one has anywhere to turn, mm -hmm. you know, and we're just people. Yes. We're just people that's been called some people may have prayed for it, but then there were others that tried to run from it. <laughs> like me. Oh, boy. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together and show your love for Dr. Crystal Pugh. Thank you so much for gracing this platform with your anointed self. <laughs> Thank you so much for allowing God to use you. Thank you for your transparency. Thank you. There's no room on this platform to be nothing but transparent because it's an opportunity for you to speak to the masses. Mm. And if it's one that you reach, you have done your job. Thank you, yes. Oh my God. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, the Monday motivation for, for this morning, there is an old saying that, it, that applies to me. You can't lose a game if you don't play the game. That quote is by William Shakespeare. Ladies and gentlemen, please continue to follow us, Revealing Hill podcast on Spotify, Amazon, iHeartRadio, all the major podcast outlets. You can also join us on uh, Relationship Lounge YouTube page, and you can reach, you can actually see all of the past episodes for the past three years. You can see it on the uh, YouTube page. Please go there and like and subscribe. Please comment, comment about this sister. Come in about what she shared. Let the world know what, what, that, what her testimony, what her sharing has done for you. I want to thank all of the followers, your faithful followers over the years. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. I'm Coach Deb. It's been a pleasure and an honor. I'll tell you what, you can heal if you want to. Remember to love yourself, love everybody, and be an example. Have an amazing day. Bless you, sis. <laughs>